You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I came here for just one drink. And that's all I got now, don't you think? That's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line, 1524. Now, Ruben, just because you're holding that, it's not going to go off automatically. Well, I was concerned whether this was a stud finder or if it that's, was a it's ghost a, finder. It's a stud finder. Just because you're holding it doesn't mean it's going to go off. <laughs> I was going to say this thing is, is like maxed about right yeah, now. So, <laughs> yeah, so welcome to another episode of Cross the Line 1524 and Ruben's playing with stuff. It's I, I'm waiting for the microphone to fall over here next. He's blaming it on Benjamin, so he said screws are falling out. Exactly. You he's just he cuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I was you're to, like the drunk on hee haw. Boom, despair and agony on me. Deep, dark depression. I was, just, I was going to say, he's always breaking stuff, but you ain't going to break that stud finder, buddy. <laughs> 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 All right, oh, shut up. Man. I I, just for the record, I don't like any of these guys. So, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Monte. And a constantly abused Reuben Hunt. <laughs> Better known as Nubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're bad. I'm sorry. Uh, don't apologize. Hey, we can uh, call him Top Shelf. Top you Shelf. Can't reach it. <laughs> it's what happens when you get drinking cheap bourbon from the bottom, right? Oh. So, oh. as you may have figured out, we're feeling pretty good at the Speakeasy. Oh. We're at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy. A little Speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. Along with Table 12. How's Table 12 doing? Oh, they're doing good as well. Crank, they're getting cranked up a little. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about a little bit about urgent care, which I think urgent some of care. us might need before the night's yeah, over. Yeah, it could yeah. be. It could be. So we're going to talk about urgent care in two different ways. So um, we'll talk about um, Mary has a couple dogs, as everybody knows. Simon and Schuster. Uh, Doxons, yeah. Doxons, yeah. Brothers. Uh, brothers, twins. So the other, I guess it was a Monday, we went to, uh, it may have been a Sunday. We went to Friday. Friday. <laughs> See? It was one of them days. He's way it's, off. It ended in a one day. day. <laughs> it ended in day. He was there. It ended in day. Just exactly. the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm blaming it all on COVID. That's all I can say. Oh, so on a Friday, uh, a week or so ago, um, Simon, which is the short hair, could not walk. His back uh, back half of his body was not working at all. Um, so nursed him along for a little bit for a couple days. And finally, Mary goes, we've got to do something. So she took him to uh, the vet here, and the vet took some x-rays and said, he has a disc that's a, at the minimum slipped, pressing against a nerve. And she suggested taking it to an urgent care 
pet facility in Indianapolis, which is not too far from here. So it took us an, just an hour to get there. It was on Emerson Avenue, so we took 52 to 244 and shot up. And I'm going to tell you that urgent care was like walking into a person's urgent care. Wow. I'm used to walking into vet facilities okay. that smell of pets and smell of pet the antiseptic, antiseptic stuff. Not this. This place had waiting rooms. It, you know, they had consultation rooms. It's pretty amazing. So, so Simon and Schuster are how old? Twelve. Twelve. And and this and back issues are common. Common. So before they decided to move forward on anything, and and we wanted to make sure they did a bunch of other tests on Simon to make sure he's twelve. Make sure there's not any other issues. Well, he passed all those tests with flying colors. So then, it, you know, you had to make the t- decision. You know, it ended up they did an MRI and the disc was ruptured. So uh, the only thing you can do there is to do surgery. So they do surgery, go in and scoop out the, for lack of a better word, scoop out the ruptured part of the disc mm-hmm. um, and then staple him back together, which they did. He, th- he thinks he's as good as new, but it's it was he spent quite uh, almost four days there. Four days, five nights, three, four, yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's longer it, than they kept you for your back surgery. I, that's what I, <laughs> I was just—I was just going to say that was kind of the same Alan, story that Mary told us about when they took Alan in. She had yeah. him run a bunch of other tests to make, to sure, make he sure he was, was good, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> to see if it was worth fixing his back. Yeah, and he must have passed. passed. And, was, and his back surgery was was outpatient. Yeah, he was outpatient. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, you're out, and you're out of here. I didn't have a ruptured disc though, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it went a little quick. Mine did go a little quicker, but I could drink alcohol afterwards, you know. And oh, that's good. <coughs> well, so, so, so did you ask Yeah, maybe he won a little bit of bourbon. So he's he's on all kind of medication, and one of them is in a syringe in a bottle, and I I pull out, and that stuff it tastes horrible. And I'm going to tell you why. We could tell it tasted horrible. We would give it to him, and he'd growl. All his other medicine, he'd take no problem. This stuff, I mean, he he'd want to bite your hand off. Hmm. And so then she goes, well, put it on a little piece of bread. So I did that. Well, and and he'd eat it, but he'd still be getting that nasty look. <laughs> well, one day I go to, to to put it on the bread and it kind of shot out of a syringe and got on me a little bit. And I forgot about it that was on there. <laughs> oh. so, so I got to taste some of it. <laughs> it tastes like shit. <laughs> now I know why he was doing all those moves. I felt sorry for him. Is that why you've been trying to lick yourself all night? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing. That explains a licking. I'm going to try and lick myself and hump Mary's leg. Oh, God. Man, stop it, guys. I looked over at Dwight and I knew where exactly where he was going. Oh, so I, We lost control of this one already. So I will say, I mean, that was... It, it, it was oh. nice to have a facility like that. Uh, and, I mean, they told Mary the night before that, hey, there's no reason to bring him up now. Well, they wouldn't tell you that, but they said there's a 8 to 12-hour wait. Well, this was at 6 o'clock at night. You know, and you you think, well, you wait 12 hours. That's 7 o'clock in the morning. We're already tired. So she goes, oh, we're going up in the morning. Well, first it was she was going up in the morning, and I helped her get ready and everything. And she goes, can you go by anyone? <laughs> I had meetings and things scheduled, but I canceled them. I'm glad I did. We drove up and only took an hour, and we were up there, and we were up there three hours, I guess. And then they said, you know, we, we've got to do 
they did some tests and they said we'll call you um so they ended up doing a surgery and you know he's not he's walking now he thinks he can do more than he can do obviously hold him back probably oh yeah you're not allowed to let him run in fact he got away from uh, us two mornings ago and shot down the hallway and (laughs) thought he was good as new well then afterwards he was hurting so uh the the hardest part is we have the two pups separated now they've been together for 12 years their entire life and we got two separate uh, cages, kennels yeah, for yeah, It's so. funny. I just mentioned you named named the dogs were Simon and Schuster. Yeah, yeah. and I got right. out of my chair and walked over to Mary. It's like that's from the publishing company, right? For the number one best selling group, yeah. Simon and Schuster. Right? Yeah. I think that's awesome. By the way, I'm just took you all this time. <laughs> well, I even table I'm going to tell you. I think it was Ruben one day that goes, "Who's Simon and Schuster?" <laughs> Well, Not so long I, ago. I did, and I got to thinking, oh, wait a minute. That's, hey, cool, cool names. All right, I love it. That's awesome. So that's our urgent care story. Uh, I will recommend if you have a traumatic injury to a, a dog, give the, that, I can't remember what the name of the place Indie is. Vet. Indie Vet, they're called. They're right Indie off vet. of Emerson Avenue in Indianapolis. Um, definitely, I mean, it was the most professional thing I'd ever seen as far as pets. I will say this. Cool. Um, well, I have a simple, a simpler one. Well, same, same kind of same thing. My brother had a uh, a mutt. It was a kind of like a, a border collie, um, and I've got one too. And and one morning, this dog was always running. It would it would push a ball around the yard with its nose in any direction, whatever. So one morning, it got it couldn't get up. It just couldn't stand up and never hurt itself, never fell, never did nothing, just couldn't get up. My brother knew what to do. And he had had this dog, too. It was probably 12, you know, 13 years old, so it was getting to that age. And um, this has been – this is probably 10 years ago, so this is probably before that urgent care. But uh, he held the dog up so it could go to the bathroom for a week or so trying to figure out what to do with the dog because other than it couldn't stand up, it was fine. It You know, it looked at you. It, its front was fine. So he found an acupuncturist here locally that just does – animals really and uh he took him he's like hey you know what the heck i he took it to, he found a he found a chiropractor for animals that doctor said no i don't want to touch this you know because he had no movement so he didn't know what to do but he found this acupuncturist that does animals took the dog there for i don't know how many visits it was he this person i don't remember if it was a man or woman whatever got the dog walking again it, it couldn't run like it did in the past but it lived the rest of its life out on its own you know it could get up walk around but it, wow. it just couldn't run like it could but it went back to functioning again <laughs> just through acupuncture and they still have no idea why or what happened um it just woke up you know not being able to walk and was able to fix it wow through acupuncture well, which was pretty just cool just goes to show you holistic medicine's coming back not just with you know humans but yeah right you want the animals too so we have a not so fun well not that that was a fun story but we have another story about urgent care i guess we want to talk about our favorite race car driver yeah it was uh last weekend my daughter michelle was uh racing at lawrenceburg um she drew the pole for the heat race uh the other car beside her was another one of the very fast cars so i knew it was going to be a battle she luckily got on the outside which is the best spot to be to to be able to get the lead um so she battled for two or three laps i think it was and then she finally pulled out got the lead and i'm like all right you know she's got this now because once she's in the front it's her race unless she screws up there's nobody there going to catch her so she's runs 
and this is all in five laps i think it was so she runs two she, laps she she was running uh, points wise for the for the uh, series yeah she's running for she, the championship she, she had moved up the third she missed one race completely if she wouldn't have missed that race she probably would have been leading but she was moving back up so she was catching them um that night would have been a great points night because she would have more likely won her heat and then she had a good shot to win the feature because she was in the second heat there was no redraw which means she would have started on the pole on the outside for the feature so that's the spot to start yeah <clears throat> excuse me so anyway so she's about three laps in she's got about a two car lead and she's going through turns one and two she gets in the middle of one and uh we're watching and the car just shot towards the wall and she hit the wall hard um and uh you know our hearts sink and anytime that type of wreck and you know especially at the speeds they're running they're the guy behind her after the race was over we were talking to him and he said he had he still has a speedometer in his car my daughter doesn't but he said he had looked down at his speedometer and they were doing 83 so going through the turn she probably wasn't doing maybe 83 but still 70 70 to 80 miles an hour right um, and this hit, is in a chevy chevy cavalier, cavalier. um and then to, to hit an under yeah and to hit a wall which doesn't move so she stopped and it, it just stopped it dead so everybody kind of you know your heart sinks a little bit so i went i took off running to, to get out of the of the bleachers you know and you're not allowed on the trap but headed that way my son-in-law you know same thing he was headed up there what made us worried was we didn't see her for a while you know she didn't get out of the car they put the red flag out because she wasn't trying to get out so the red flag's out she's still not getting out she's still not getting out so then you start to get more and more worried because sure. you don't know nothing and you're far away and then i finally saw her helmet i saw one of the, the emergency guys had her helmet so i'm like oh good they got her helmet off so it's not it's not a head injury or it's not an upper body she's not unconscious because they wouldn't have took the helmet off yeah. they left it on she's talking she's communicating yeah she's doing something so right. the helmet's off so i'm like okay it's a foot leg she's hurt her leg or something which granted nothing no injury is good but i'd rather have a foot or a leg hurt than anything in the upper body so they finally got her out of the car and <clears throat> got her to the ambulance took her around and she's hurt her foot pretty bad i mean it's it was blue um, it's still changing colors it's probably a little bit of green and everything else now and pretty big too yeah it was swollen pretty good um she's got a hurt shoulder from where the seat belts um i've preached to her and yelled at her to make sure you pull your belts tight there's a lot of guys that hopefully after they see this wreck and see her post start pulling their belts tight <laughs> Um, I used to pull mine so tight. I'd pull them real tight when I get out there to get in line. And then when I'd make the first couple laps, I'd pull them down again as I'm going around because you'd settle in and just get looser. Right. Um, so she always kept her belts tight. And, and that's probably what helped save her um, from any more injuries. Plus, you know, I said my son-in-law built uh, the safest, I, I would say the safest Hornet on the track that night. <clears throat> I don't know, I'll get Alan one of the photos if he don't have a photo. Yeah, um, I've I've got the photo of the car. You can see the the you know the car and then the roll cage, straight up. Yeah, if you see the if you look at the, if you when you look at the photo, look at the photo, look at the car first, and then look at the cage, and then you'll see how distorted the car is. Um, granted, when the cage got put in, he took that cage out of another car to put back into this car, then reinforced it again. But so he cuts the roof off of the donor car puts the cage and then welds it back on it tore the welds where he welded the roof back on plus it buckled the floor from the front of the car all the way to the trunk 
wow. the floor pan is rolled. So that the, I mean, which is what that car is designed to do. In a normal driving down the street, interstate, whatever, and you have a wreck, the car is designed to start crumpling and allow right. that energy to pass through the car. It absorbs the energy. Yeah. But you know, if and what she's doing, it's not meant to handle that. But if you look at that, the car just disintegrated, but the cage and the seat and the seat bracing is all sitting there perfect. It's still in position. He's actually, excuse me, cut the cage out, has the seat and everything out, and the cage is fine. It's in. And you found the root cause that was not caused by another driver, but actually a mechanical failure, right? Right. It was a mechanical failure. It was a left tie rod end broke. Um, just totally just one of those things that you can't foresee because sure. Dalton goes over that car. I mean, as soon as the race is over, the next day, Michelle washes the car. She gets it out of the trailer while he's at work. She washes the car, gets it all cleaned up, puts it in the garage. And once it's dry, then Dalton comes home, and then he starts going over it early in the week um, to find any problems. Bolt checks everything, you know, checks tire rod ends and all that stuff to see if there's something slightly loose. He puts new on. And he had just called me, I don't know, in the middle of the week and says, man, I don't know what I should do. He goes, I know I should replace it. And he just – he knew what he was going to do. He was going to do it anyway, but he'll call me, and he said, yeah, it was a little bit loose. He goes – I think I'm going to just replace it. I said, you know you're going to replace it, Dalton, so just go ahead and do it. You know, And I knew he was, so and, and he did. But that was the left side, or the right side he had just replaced. And uh, the left side was fine. And the left side usually is the not the one you worry about so much. Cause it's not it the one taking the stress. Right. The right side, takes, right side takes more stress than the left side. But it just goes to show that you know anything can happen at any time, no matter how safe you try to be, things can happen. But when you're building a car spend the money on the stuff that keeps you alive right so so we were talking a little bit off the air and you mentioned something about these rod ends they're stock rod ends <clears throat> right so they're they're not uh they at least right now they don't allow you to change those to the to the higher end rod ends yeah there's a a stock tie rod end if anybody's in the automobiles knows it's just a it's a ball socket that the the metal is kind of it's kind of like your knee socket it's a it's a ball with a piece of metal that's it's crimped over it and that's your joint um when you get into racing they call it a heim joint which is similar but the ball is totally encased in steel and then the bolt goes down through from the top to the bottom so when you get up in the higher end racing you're going to have a heim joint instead of a stock Yes. Stock ball joint. Anything over like a pure stock. A pure stock is still stock supposed to be. Like But current but current the current rules do not allow you to go to the heim stock. Right. The current rules don't allow them to do the heim joint. And it, a lot okay. of it is for cost. And back when the Hornet class started, it was fine because these cars were going twenty five, thirty miles an hour slower. But through the years people figuring things out figuring out how to make the cars faster and that's what racers do every year sure. you're trying to make your car go faster because right. if the guy was going this fast next year i got to go be a little bit faster or else i'm just right. still going to be behind him so dalton is going to go and to the tech guy and um, talk to him about it and try to urge them to allow them to start running heim joints from right. now on and and dave rudisell is a promoter at this Lawrenceburg speedway and he called my daughter which you know made me feel good that he you know he was checking up on a driver you know make sure she's okay and he told her you know hey get your foot healed that bus is the school the barbie bus is ready for you when the uh this the night of destruction happens again and she's yeah, like yeah. i don't care if my foot hurts or not i don't need my foot to drive the darby bus so nice uh, but it was nice that he's done and i think now that he sees there's a need for it now you know and, and it's right. not they're not that much more expensive than a stock tie rod in and right. it will make the cars safer that's one more thing eliminated that breaks that causes damage um one other one that was 
early on a big problem was the right rear wheel bearings were breaking and wheels were just snapping off the cars and got and, and when the right rear wheel go off you start flipping so everybody figured out a fix they allowed that fix right which for made safety. it safer for right. safety yeah so, so they, they made the change for and said hey this is this is the the number one safety issue we're seeing with these vehicles so, so we're going to allow it. you to do this you don't have to require it but we're going to allow you to do this so it, it and that's probably saved a few guys lives you know because they still break occasionally but they're not like they used to be it used to be you'd see one a night almost it seemed like and now you just don't see it very often but um so, so hopefully they'll they'll make those changes so, so are we looking forward to seeing michelle race some more this year it's up in the air it's up to her right now dalton that night and 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 i was proud of him and, you know i'm the dad standing there waiting for my daughter to get out of the car so and i've raced so i i knew i knew she was fine as soon as i saw the helmet i was fine i i had calmed down mom was probably a nervous wreck still but i was fine because i knew it wasn't i knew it wasn't head or neck I knew it was right. lower extremity. So I relieved. But Dalton, I mean, that's his wife, the mother of his kids sitting yep. out there. So he was still sick and worried yet. And I yep. told him, I said, she's fine. There's her helmet. She's fine. And he got out of her. Well, he looked at me. As soon as she got out of the car, he says, we're done. We're done. This is it. Everything's <laughs> that, for that, sale. That emotion that emotion just yeah. kicks in, right? Yeah. He said, and, and I get it. I mean, and I said, and I looked at him and I said, that's fine. You know, yeah. that's that, your wife. At, the, at that time? Just, and that, that's yeah. fine. You know, whatever you decide, yeah. you know, this Coming is Coming from a guy that raced a car. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and I totaled cars. I got knocked out once and broke a couple ribs twice and never told Dodie one whole season. I wrote, drove with both ribs, but, you know, things happen. But, um, yeah, I, so I, I got it, and uh, that went on for a couple days, and he was still – things were for sale on Facebook. I saw the, the – oh, The backup car <laughs> went for, up for sale the very next day. The backup car was for sale. I almost called him to try to buy it. That was so <laughs> but the, the joke here was Ruben said he couldn't do uh, Saturday podcast. And so I, <laughs> I messaged everybody said, hey – Check with Dalton. Make sure he didn't buy the backup car. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that went on, and there was a few calls made, offers made, and then I think it got pulled. And uh, he had another car he was going to build to sell the parts off the wreck car because there's still a lot of good on it. So he was going to build that car just to sell it to get the money and you know to do something else or whatever. So he's putting the car back together, starting to build the new car. And he told Michelle he's he's kind of yeah calm down sure. on it right thought more and, and he right. told her he said hey it, it's up to you he said right. if you want to run again the car will be there he said i'm putting your doors on it so your numbers will be on it he said we're not doing any other painting no logos no letters so it's going to be your doors and that's mm-hmm. it or you don't run he said and, and even then he said it's your choice if you don't want to run that's fine we're done we'll sell it all and and we'll move on so my gut says she's th- gonna she's gonna run again. She yeah. likes it, and, and we just have to see how the itch. You know, again, it's just you know, right. And if like, they do, it's just gonna be for fun. She's gonna, sure. she's not worried about the championship no more. She's said I'm done with that, which it would be hard. So get that focus out of the brain and just go run for fun. Let's just go, go race. Fun. Right. Yeah, just go race. And and I know chasing a championship changes your thought pattern on a lot of stuff so you're worried about them points instead of just racing yes so. well and so, yeah so you're more pressed to be at every race <laughs> right and to be in the top couple uh oh, yeah. finishes of every race yeah, you want to, and when you, so you're pressing a little harder and, and you know what cars you got to beat i got to yeah. beat this guy because i need points sure. ahead of him so yeah it changes it just changes you so but it's like a lot of things i mean you know other part of it is 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 uh, um, 
we've probably all been through it where it was there's there's things we do we really enjoy but you get so much of it that you kind of burn out yeah and then you just need a good break from that and then and then the itch comes back and we just have to see right you know and it's okay either way right yeah and, and that's what i told her and you know i said if you want to race you know you've got to decide and you got to be comfortable if you're not comfortable you'll get hurt absolutely sure you know if right. you're if you're on edge out there and you know you will get hurt because then you're not on your game you're not focused and that's when stuff happens so well i you know we certainly wish you the best it's been it's it's you know the the couple races we've got to see have been I've, really fun and it's been I enjoyed uh, it. really fun watching if she gets back great i'll be i'll be back down there you know when we can to to see a race and and if that doesn't happen that's okay too and right? regardless or excuse me regardless she's always invited absolutely to the rusty nail speakeasy yep. so. yes yeah absolutely so yeah I, I was proud of her and, I, and you know and, and proud of what she's done and she's accomplished more than i think any other girl down there because she's earned the respect of a lot of drivers you know because they know she can drive the, you know there's no doubt she knows how to wheel a car yep. and I, yep. I, I enjoyed watching her every lap of that race that i was there for yep. and uh she's not afraid she keeps it right in the throttle and i love it and dalton talked about maybe they'll build a modified which is what he had before and um, which is a lot safer it's a it's a tube chassis car so it's a lot safer and they'll build one of them and then they'll take turns running it maybe she'll run one weekend and they'll just race well, whenever they want and just not, have a good time yeah just go yep. here or there and, right. and play with it so we'll, well see most of all well, glad she's healthy we're glad right that things are absolutely you know what i know is they got a couple young fellas that they're taking care of and uh, and those young fellas are going to be getting up and getting in their own interests so that's, that's right. gonna that's gonna take up some parenting time if, from my experience <laughs> right yeah too so well, i think i think hudson i think Braden will be the crew chief and hudson will be behind, be is behind that, the wheel is that it hudson's the fear no evil <laughs> i want to see no him climbing fear. a sprint car that's what i want to say that scares he'll, the crap out of me <laughs> he'll be in something that kid has no fear of nothing and just he has yeah. that look and he has the build he's he's a little wiry thing yeah. and uh he's just got the build of a race car driver and he's got the name for it too he was named after a sprint car driver so yeah yeah, uh, yeah cool. he's hudson hawk right yeah just have to yeah. see yeah, right. we'll see, and they never know. And I right. told, I've always told them, don't push them to anything. If they want to do right. it, great. If they don't, do something else. Right. The only thing, I, you know, it's like I tell, I tell people with young children, it doesn't, doesn't matter what they do, just keep them busy. Yeah. Right. Because right. you know, uh, again, I keep reminding ourselves, and I look at Ruben over there and say, you know, there were some times I had too much time on my hands. You ain't a kid. Uh, <laughs> yes. Staying busy and yes. and. So with with my kids, I I wanted to keep them busy, and I didn't care, you know. Again, you know, my son was a good little athlete, and you know, a good, really good little baseball player. And one year, he told me I saw he was he was had played so much ball that he was kind of burnt out on it. He said, "I don't know if I'm going to play next year." Now I knew that was going to change once he got the winter break, but but I said, "I don't really care." you know i don't care if you're on the chess team but you're going to do something right you know and because you know i didn't you uh, i knew <laughs> the what, genes ran well, right downhill right <laughs> I, I just knew kids need to stay busy what yeah. too much time i mean i experienced right. what too much time on your hands you know could get you into and you know all that being said i look over at reuben we were very fortunate that we didn't have worst things happen to us you and i say that every stupid, day Jeff. with the stupid stuff that we did with all that time on our hands absolutely and um you didn't have cell phones with cameras and so you know so it doesn't matter if they're <laughs> uh, right it, it doesn't matter whether they're racing or 
you know, on the chess team. Right. You know, just, you know, it's, uh, j- I just Do recommend so. young parents with young children as they're growing up, keep them busy. Keep just them keep busy. them. Well, what was the quote busy. you told us earlier off the air when you were talking about raising kids? Wow. Was it Barry Larkin's dad or? Uh? Yeah. So Barry Larkin, who, who for people outside of the Cincinnati area, um, don't know Barry Larkin. He's a Hall of Fame baseball player out of Cincinnati. He, he grew up in Cincinnati, played for the Cincinnati Reds for 17 or 18 years yeah, shortstop hall of phenomenal. fame phenomenal and his his siblings were athletes uh, were high-end athletes in college and some of them made made played in some pro games and um and i, I remember hearing an interview with him him or one of his siblings was talking about their dad uh, the neighbor came over and said, "You know, your your yard would look a little bit better if you spent spe- spent more time in your yard and less time playing with your kids." And his dad looked at him and said, "Well, I'm a little more interested in raising boys than I am raising grass." Right. And that's well uh, said. you know that's it, you know it's 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 what it's about. People it puts their priorities where it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, some people get their priorities wrong. Right. right? If you're right. A, if you're a parent, it's it's you know, hey, you better get your priorities right, or you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have them run amok. Right. <coughs> So I've, have I ever talked about the Larkin family at all? No. I'm not. I don't remember you talking about. The so um, I was very good friends for a long time with Mike Larkin. So Mike Larkin is the oldest of the Larkin kin. So he played football for Moeller. Moeller. Yeah, then they was, all went to Moeller. Then he went to Notre Dame. Was the captain of Notre Dame's team. Uh, then went to the NFL, which didn't work out so well for him. Uh, played some Canadian football. But the real story I want to tell is about the Larkin patriarch, the father. So uh, Mike and I used to do all kinds of stuff together. We'd go football games. So I got to meet the family pretty much. So um, Byron, who was the basketball player. Played for you. Yeah, uh, so we, we went to uh, – I'll turn it all back here. We went to a Thursday night Bengals football game when they were still in Riverfront Stadium – it was when Corey Dillon broke the rookie rushing record on Thursday night against the Houston Oilers. That's how long ago yeah, this that. was. <laughs> it's been a little while. So we're at the 50-yard line, so it's me, this red-headed country boy from Indiana. It's Barry Larkin, Stephen Larkin, Byron Larkin, Mike Larkin. Wow. Uh, and so we They needed met. somebody to go get beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, trust me. They were br- delivered to us. Yeah, with that group, yeah, with that group, yeah. you didn't have to go get beer. So this is a great story, though. So, uh, I mean, they treated me like we were, you know, family. So, you know, we we spend we spend hours at that football game, and we went to the waterfront afterwards. And then I'm like, well, I can't drive home, right? <laughs> and so. Uh, Stephen and Mike said, "Hey, well, let's just all go back to mom and dad's place." So, the whole crew yeah. <laughs> goes back to their mom and dad's place. So, you might think that we we're going to go to this big mansion someplace, but no, it's a little three-bedroom house yeah. in the subdivision. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget. You know, his, his dad was up and he goes, "Hey, yeah, make yourself at home." Blah blah. blah. So, you know, I went to sleep pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Woke up the next morning and goes, hey, we got breakfast here for you. I mean, it was just like yeah. you're one of the family, just so down to earth. And I'll never forget that. And, you know, Mike and I were friends for a long time. He moved to Chicago, and we kind of lost touch with each other. But um, it just goes to show that, I mean, that family, 
at that point in time, you know, that's when uh, Barry was playing for the Reds. And I'll never forget, <laughs> we used to go to the Reds game. You know, we'd walk in, so Mike knew everybody there. Uh, so Chris Collinsworth would come up, hey, Mike, how you doing? So we'd go in the dugout, or in the, the locker room. So I hate to say this, but I'm going to. That's when Joe Nuxall was accused of, uh, you know, maybe drinking too much on the yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was pretty much all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're in the we're in the locker room, and Christian Morline's on tap in the locker room. No kid. Guess who's drinking it? Yeah, there he is. <laughs> but so that's when Deion Sanders was on the team. Right. Really? So they took me to to the mail room. I said, "This is everybody's uh, uh, fan mail right here." This other room over here, this is Deion Sanders. I mean, literally, whole room was Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders fan. Oh, it was God. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it, that that was my brush with somebody. Would be great to get them on a podcast. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I need to find Mike Larkin because I mean, we spent no, but several I mean, years I think, hanging out, having a good time. You know, I think it, it, again, if you're from around the Cincinnati area. Um, you know, and you were a Cincinnati Reds fan, and you know you're a college basketball fan and stuff like that. You, you know, these this whole family was was part of the sports scene around Cincinnati from right. high school um, uh, through college, and then you know again, and with uh, Barry Larkin being a Hall of Fame baseball player, and um, um, but all the stories are kind of like Allen's. They just very down to earth role model down down to earth family, people. you know, yeah. and um, just again modest modest house, right? You know, and stuff like that, and um, just Alan walks in there. He's just one of the guys. Yeah, it's you know what's what's nice when somebody has that type of stature still wants to raise his family like a normal kids. Yeah. Sure, right? I think yep. it's great. I think it builds culture from their kids. So their I'll never forget one of the stories Mike told about getting in. So he was undrafted, but signed signed as undrafted free to the Buffalo Bills. So his first preseason game. <clears throat> now he was a big guy. Thought he was a big guy. First preseason <laughs> game kickoff. He's on the return team, you know. Run down the field. Next thing you know, he wakes up <laughs> looking at the lights. <laughs> he goes, I thought I was badass. Hey, but nobody. Man, you know what? You know, and for him, he said it was just so demoralizing because he, you know, he sure. played for Moeller, was the captain of the Moeller's team, went to right. Notre Dame, was the captain in the Notre Dame team. In fact, Sports Illustrated had an issue out. He was the captain of Notre Dame. Byron's captain is Xavier basketball team, and Barry Largren's playing for the Reds. Right. I mean, yeah, this was the was, family. I think right. Barry was considered the captain of the team. Yeah, yeah, right. he I mean, probably was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at that time, at he that time. Was. So it, it was just, um, you know, for Mike, he says it was he got signed. You know, he got cut by the Bills in the preseason, uh, which was demoralizing. He said, "I got signed by a Canadian team." He says, "And this is how, what happened. I got this big signing bonus. I blew it on a Corvette." You know, and <laughs> I, I just wasn't right. Sure. I wasn't where I should have been mentally. So, who is though during that? Well, when you're at that, yeah. that age too, I mean, and you're thinking differently, and you're thinking you got your whole career. You're gonna. Right. This is just a stepping stone. I'm gonna do this for a year or two, then I'll get that big NFL contract again, and 
Yeah, you just don't think so about I those assume, things. I assume Byron Byron was uh, went to the NBA for. Oh yeah, a short he played time. in it. And then yeah. Stephen, I think, is the youngest. Yes, yeah, well, Stephen Stephen played in Major League Baseball with Barry. Uh, yeah, so he was brought time. up. Not very long. But. No, so I went to a couple of those games uh, with Mike. So they they brought Stephen up, you know, at the end of the year yep. and, and putting him a couple games. Uh, I mean, I thought he was good, but he just wasn't. Yeah, that, that same caliber man, level. Kind of like Petey Roach, you they, know. They right. live on the they lived yeah. on the west side of town too, didn't they? No, the Larkins no. didn't live oh, okay. on the west side of town. I don't. I'm not sure. I can't I'm tell not. you. I was very intoxicated when <laughs> <laughs> they, he was blindfolded. Too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they didn't want him to Welcome find to him. the back end. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there, but it's been a little time. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. So I was able to get uh, tickets to Soldier Field, the football games. Well, he'd always wanted – Mike always wanted to go to Soldier Field. I'm like, I got us covered. So we went to Chicago one weekend, hung out, and awesome. got to watch the Bears play the Bills, actually. So awesome. it was kind of well, – That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. You just never know what we'll come up with here, right? No, that's pretty. That's pretty cool stuff. Brushes with – well, see, I don't. I, I'm not a star-struck person, so everybody. And I, yeah. the story you about are stars, so we're always star-struck. Yeah, with well, right? yeah, you are. Yeah, I mean, you are the most famous country singer yeah. of uh, Key, West. Key West, Florida. Yeah, so it's on our former, podcast. Former so we, are, I mean, the th- other three of us. I mean, this uh, is our brush, brush with, with stardom. With star- <laughs> this is not good. It's not going well. Oh shoot. <laughs> So I, I Why do you think the ladies all want to come to Table 12? It's not That's, us. Yeah. It's, it's not the food. <laughs> it's bad. It's Chad yeah. Allen. It's, it's Chad. Oh, my God, Chad. And his red Speedo. <laughs> oh, all right. You guys right. may be laughing about the red Speedo now, but the guy who wears it gets to laugh like laugh in Key West. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I tell you what, yeah. if he shows even... up on my pool, he's going to drown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be like, uh, Big Brother, we voted out. <laughs> we voted you out, brother. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. Do whatever what my lady wants me to do. <laughs> i just leave it at that. I have to tell you guys, though, I'm enjoying the Chad Allen music along with the other music on the new uh, so Hometown I wanna, Radio. Yeah, so so let's, yeah real yeah, quick, let's, let's yeah, update yeah. us on uh, on the Hometown Radio. Yeah, so we launched Hometown Radio USA, yeah. so you can find it on, if you have an Android, just go to Google Play and type in Hometown Radio USA, and the app will come up. Or you can go to the website, hometownradiousa.com. Or .net, and there's a player on there as well. We're working on the Apple app right now, so here it comes. <laughs> if you had well, Android, you could be listening well, here's right what now. Well, here's what I'm going to say about that. It's a security thing. So in, in about a day's time, I was able to set up the security for the Android app, which to me was too quick. All I had to give them was the e- the website, my email address, which was the hometown radio email address, a couple other questions, and I was secure. So Apple's a little bit different. You have to because it's have, better. You have to you have to be a you can't be a you you can't be a DBA. You can't be a you got to be a and you can't be a sole proprietorship. You got to be a licensed right. 
not a radio station, but you have to have an LLC and incorporated. You have to have a DMB number, which if people don't know, that's done in Bradstreet, which is a financial institution that rates all businesses. Every business has a DMB number, whether you know it or not. You've got one. You just don't know it. Right? I, don't know I it. learned that this week. Yeah. So uh, you've got to have all that in place before they even consider giving you the developer's license. So that's that's the hold up on the uh, Apple app. So we'll get the Apple app, but for now you can just I got it straight off the net and I love it. Yeah, you can go straight to the net or go to Facebook, Hometown yep. Radio USA. What's been great is uh, we've been doing a weekly. We've been doing independent artist interviews. So we uh, and next week I got two of them back to back. Uh, we had uh, last week we had my brother's keeper on, so it worked great. Interviewed them. They did their album release this week, I, this weekend, yesterday, last night actually, and then I released their interview today, so it's running. Uh, so we have independent music. We have I'm not going to say top forty music because I'm not playing anything that is considered brand new music. So we got music that we grew up with, both country, rock and roll, blues. Uh, we do a trop rock day where we're doing tropical music, all kind of good stuff. Heard, so heard there's some famous lady that reviews the Rolling Stones. So there's too. a Rolling Stones hour with Ellie Walker. Uh, so and it's you know we're getting a lot of listenership on that. So I think it's Ellie Walker turning it on. So yeah, it's, uh, well I tell you I enjoy the radio station. It's very nice. So well, I was out mowing my grass and uh, you know had my headphones on. Yeah. Had my uh, Bose headphones on mowing my grass with my. With yep. my iPad, my iPhone in my pocket, yep. and on the website. Same and, here. Uh, Same here. It's it was it was good listening, and then uh, so I heard this familiar voice, and I'm like, that sounds like Chad Allen. Chad Allen. Yeah, there's Chad Allen music on there. So. <laughs> yeah. And a nice thing I like is it's kind of like having you know we do listen to podcasts, we all listen to podcasts and stuff. It's tired of the same. You listen, like Alan said, the top forty. You turn any, I don't care what you, uh, genre you listen to. It's the same songs four times a day. Whereas this one, I listen to it on one of my weekly trips to one of my projects. So I was listening to it. Well, I need just <laughs> one, one more week. <laughs> but I was listening to it, and I mean, it was just nice hearing different music. And I, I you just know, isn't it nice? It's yeah. nice to hear some of the same songs we hear every day but someone else singing it in their own uh what do you want to say it out yeah so there's a couple groups that covers. are independent groups that are doing covers yeah right. doing covers are so great. Th- those are on there as well they're so. super good and i i i enjoy it it's it's very nice yeah it's been it's yeah. been great so far and it's you know just you know it's going to get bigger and bigger so i don't know i think the uh, speakeasy band needs to be enjoying that somehow we need to get in there somehow <laughs> but if you listen yeah, we sounded pretty good earlier didn't we yeah well, i think so yeah. i mean yeah. my piano playing bottles piano of shaking ice i think we're probably pretty so good so every morning at six o'clock guess what people wake up to cross the line cross the line 15 24 i have to listen about time i'm going to work yeah six o'clock I'm still that, that's the wake up call. so we oh. are on there i wasn't yep. sure yep every morning at six that's awesome i've been at work for like you know 45 minutes by that time i'm sleeping still <laughs> sorry yeah yeah it is what it is i live two miles from my work so. yeah <laughs> so anything else you guys want to talk about tonight no, I think it's, uh, it's up for me. I don't know about you it's guys, else, but I'm glad Michelle's doing well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, yep. that's so we'll keep you updated tonight. on that. Yep, let her know we're thinking about her, and uh, hope she heals up really good. Um, some, you know, sometimes I know she didn't break anything, but sometimes not breaking that 
stuff down in your it's ankle is, is, is yeah. worse than if you'd have broken. Yeah. So yeah. you tear up a bunch of tendons. I'll tell you, hopefully, Alan, hopefully uh, she heals up quickly. Yeah. Thank Alan. Also, we have new stickers now. Was it window stickers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Across the line. Across the line. Some luggage stickers. window sticker. We'll put, we can put, put you there on you there. Go. You want to get right. one of those in the mail? Let us know. Yeah. Luggage stickers for our travels. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, actually, we went to We talked about that in Vegas. I put one on top of the... So we have orange luggage, Mary and I, and I put that sticker on the top. I said, guarantee I'll see that one coming out there the first go. time. That's true. Sure enough, boom, there it was. That, right? so. We have to blow this up big time. <laughs> uh, we're having fun. That's yeah, all that counts. That's right. Yes. So I'll tell you what makes it fun is you guys, the listeners, so thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. So Thank for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And we'll see you all next time. Take care. You know, it's about time to restock the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's. Liquor store, downtown Brookville, Indiana, on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol. They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, whiskeys, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Liquors in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Oh, it was another fun night at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. So if you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and a positive comment on whatever podcast app you're using. Uh, you can also go to our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com. Leave us a message there or email us at podcast at Cross the line, 1524.com. We hope you're having a good day. We'll see you next week. For Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, and Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger. And you've been listening to Cross the Line, 1524. Out the door.